You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. Stranger Things conversation this week of all the episodes that are currently out now. And then next week, Taylor, we get to finally finish off this season. And I have to tell you, I'm really, really looking forward to to the last two episodes of the season. So am I. One thing that we we don't have to talk about it right now, Mike, because I uh, it might not be top of the hour type conversation. But you know what I think is a little strange? The hype that is around this season, the way Netflix is um, teasing things and the way they've released the episodes, I have found on the internet, a lot of people think this is the series finale. It is not the series finale. No. finale. We have a whole nother season, a whole nother season. <laughs> coming next year. But for <laughs> some reason, people are treating this like mm-hmm. I can't think of any similar, and I, I, you know, other people in fandoms might be able to identify this, but the amount of excitement over a second to last season, you know what I mean? Like the hype yeah. makes it feel like we're going into the finale. Like this is the but, last, but not. the last fight. Yeah. But like, this is, no, <laughs> we got a, no, we got a, we got a whole nother fight. <laughs> we got a whole yeah. nother season. I don't know who they'll be fighting in season five, but uh, <laughs> there will be a fight. I mean, I do have to say, you know, I think the epicness of the trailers and stuff of of what I've seen and the way that they've really been, like you're saying, the way Netflix is treating this, I think it's understandable that that people would be thinking it's a season finale because Netflix is really hyping this. Oh, yeah. um, Like on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, this is all they have. So it makes sense. This is keeping Netflix afloat. Um, But I think... They're really, really playing into the kind of epicness of it. Uh, like I would say, like it's it feels to me like this. This has been one of their more epic seasons, and this kind of show off and and showdown that they're teasing, which I imagine is going to happen this season. You know, they're making it seem like it's this is it. This is the this is the last run. So I could understand people's confusion. But if you're like me and you're a big fan of this, you're pretty excited that you get a whole new season. Yeah, I'm not saying like, like, oh, wow, season five. But it's just, (laughs) you know, because I've seen people comment saying like, oh, the series finale. And people are like, no, (laughs) correction. There's a whole other season. So um, it also doesn't help that Vecna is being per. Uh, described as kind of like the final boss villain. So yeah, it's kind of well, like what's going to come next. Well, do you right? think, okay, so, I mean, you, you said it might be too early, but no, let's just dive into it. I mean, do you, like, in terms of your theories and what you think is going to happen, like, do you think he's done in these two episodes? Or do you no. think he will continue into the next season? I don't think so. So uh, we're doing spoilers this episode, right, Mike? So oh, yes. Yeah. The, yeah. I guess we'll we'll say that before you answer the question. We'll just reiterate to everyone for everything up until the final two episodes of season four of Stranger Things, we're going to spoil. We're going to assume. Fair game. 
you've seen chapters five, six, and seven, which is what we're going to focus on today. But we're really going to recap the whole season as well. But that those are the three episodes we didn't talk about last time. So we're going to focus there. But yes, up until the new episodes coming out July 1st, we're assuming you're listening to this because you've watched it. <laughs> so spoilers Fingers ahead. Crossed. And any of our fan theories, by the way, because I've seen this online too, when people give fan theories, they're like, oh, you're spoiling it by giving a fan theory. It might not be true or correct. We're just giving theories and thoughts of what we think is going to happen. Like what? You're supposed wrong. to keep all your theories to yourself? What I've seen weird... that, Taylor. I've really? seen that, Taylor, as people saying, especially about Marvel movies, people theorizing or or predicting is is the same as spoiling. Not but you're true. Just, not I don't. True. I I completely agree with you. I don't think that's true at all. I think spoiling is when you see something and you say what happened in it to someone who hasn't seen it. That's a spoiler. It's not spoiler to sit here and be like, yeah, I actually think this villain's going to stick around another season. I don't think we've seen the last of them. That's not. That's just your theory. You could be completely wrong. <laughs> completely yeah. wrong. <laughs> but uh, for all yeah, we I know, mean, Eleven is the vi- villain of season five, that, which that would, would be, be one heck of a turn. That would <laughs> that be, would be something. Um, um, that would so, be interesting. So, what do you think? Like, do you think he's sticking around? Like, I do you think he's he's done in these this next couple episodes? I don't. Uh, I don't think so. So, based on what we learned in the final episode, after what felt like a million years with. The loop we had to constantly keep watching with L, which is like one of my major beefs of the second half of this season. (laughs) I hated that. Um, But anyways, we learn that the orderly number one and Vecna are all the same person. Which I love that first of all. I that absolutely was, love that. That was an incredible moment. (laughs) That was a good payoff. Like I and I know that's why they like the buildup with L like was very repetitive because like mm-hmm. the payoff was worth it. But like, I'm really not a fan of um, in movies where, and in TV shows where they're having like a character relive like the same thing, like multiple times, but things are like slightly different or like whatever. Like, I don't know how you would describe that trope, but like, you know, like, oh, they're time traveling to the same moment in time, whatever. Like, I just don't like it. I uh, I think it gets old real fast. So that's how I felt with a lot of the L scenes. Right. I felt like we weren't, the scenes weren't different enough. Like, you really don't learn that big reveal until the very end. Yeah, <laughs> so like, especially in the, the, like, episode five, like the Nina Project episode uh, where you're just introducing that. It it did slow the, the yeah. series down. Like, that... That specific episode slowed down quite a bit. Um, I agree with you. I fe- it felt a little repetitive. And you didn't really feel that payoff until the, the most recent episode, like the last episode of this chunk. Exactly. That's when you felt some payoff. Yeah. So that being said, the payoff, the big scene. So we learn, at least in my like chimpanzee brain, my understanding, because sci-fi, <laughs> sometimes I miss the plot. But Your, your chimpanzee Yeah, my little, brain, you know, my the- little... <laughs> My little dumb animal brain Wait, that I don't. I, I, we, you have a human brain, Taylor. I don't know well, what you're saying. Sci-fi makes me feel like I have a chimpanzee brain. Oh, like, I, I don't see. always. Okay. I don't always understand why things are happening the way they're happening. Right. But okay. So, from my understanding, we learn that essentially the upside down was created by L 
and Vecna, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, so that clash, yeah, yeah, that like the power exchange or whatever, mm-hmm. like opened a rift mm-hmm. in reality. Now Vecna mm-hmm. like lives in the upside down and essentially controls it. Okay, so that like that all this time we've been trying to figure out like what is the upside down? Where did it mm-hmm. come from? What are the goals of the upside down? So now, like to me, Vecna is the final boss. Yes. because he is the upside down or is like he like sustaining it or like whatever like whatever you want to say so i i could see it going um one of two ways they don't defeat they think like classic horror trope they think they defeat vecna at the end mm-hmm. of season four um i've read that there's going to be a time jump so Oh, yay. finally. Yeah, like, yay. <laughs> finally, we're going like, to catch up to the age of all these people. Yeah, they're appropriately <laughs> aged. It's 1994 now, whatever. Yeah. So um, so they're like, yes, we're so happy. Vecna's dead. We're living our lives trauma-free. We've healed mm. from all of our, our wounds. And then, lo and behold, Vecna's back. But kind but, of like an it sort of yes, scenario. Where, yes. Yeah, that, yeah, I kind of, yeah, so that's, that's an interesting theory. Scenario yeah. one. And then mm. scenario two is that Vecna is defeated but someone takes his place so Which, whether to that's, me l or will yes would be a would be like a, yes. a potential like i know i know this season has been going after um max a lot like that was yeah. kind of the, it's not about max, max. it's not about but max. I, I yeah but it's ne- yeah that's the thing it's never been about max like i i think will who's still kind of traumatized from the beginning and has always had that connection to the place in in terms of that second scenario you're building, to me, Will would suit that. Like narratively, it would kind of make sense. And speaking of fan f- theories, I'm not a very good fan theorist. You know, <laughs> these people who like, I guess because my attention to detail like isn't fantastic. Don't tell my employers. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, what a thing to admit. What a thing to admit on a podcast that anyone can download. My supervisor <laughs> listens to the show too. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Quirk. I do pay attention. Um, But, you know, these people who are able to, like, really watch things, watch it multiple times, draw parallels. So a lot of fan theorists are drawing parallels between um, Vecna when he was a human boy. What's his name again? I had already said it. Uh, Anyways, when Vecna was a human boy and Will... And they've right. like done like um like still shots comparing scenes like at one point um you know the h- human Vecna is described as like a sensitive boy and flashback to season one that's exactly how Winona Ryder described Will mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then there's like a scene where again like human Vecna is like in a shot with his family everybody's happy and then like he's kind of off to the side head down exact same shot but with will in california with mike yeah. and l so like those were things that i didn't catch right but i also am not one of these people who like deconstruct the scenes well, and like look side by side i don't know how people necessarily have time yeah. for this, but uh but well i think it's because it's their passion right yeah, like, yeah, yeah people yeah. just want to dive into it they love the world so much like to me everything you're saying it does make sense because from the beginning will being kind of sucked into this world like it would make sense that there was that parallel the vecna even saw like saw parts of himself sort of within will like saw that connection and that's kind of what drew will 
to fall into the upside down to begin with. Because that's kind of how this the series really problem, takes off. The only problem, though, is, like, uh, the human Vecna had, like, um, and I can't believe I can't remember his name. I'm pretty sure I said it at the top of the show. You, you did, but now I, I don't I can't. Even I'm blanking on it. But yeah. Um, yeah. Creel, Henry Creel, I think is the, or that's the dad, maybe. But anyways. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, the dad, because that was the murderer, the yeah. perceived murderer yeah. who got to So, to like, yeah. the son always um, had, like, semi-psychic abilities. Had, did mm-hmm. he not? That's what they kind of imply. Yes. Is that they imply he was, that he had some abilities. Yes. Yes. And they haven't said that, like, Will has shown no extraordinary abilities, aside from the fact that he's a bit of an outsider. So, that's my only, like, right. I'm like... You know, like, yes, I see lots of parallels, but, like, and... But the abilities aren't there, yeah. Yeah, and he hasn't been targeted. Like, if you're a psychic being, like Vecna is, why would you only be able to target target people in Hawkins? Like, if he really wanted to get Will, couldn't he do that in California? But maybe geographically you have to be in Hawkins. Yeah, I, I be, guess... I had always seen that as the upside down and because, especially with them explaining how it was created, I saw it as it's more connected to that town. Like right. there's something okay. special. But, and now to me, it makes sense. Well, it was created there. Right. So the upside down is only really in existence in Hawkins. It's the upside down of and Haw- maybe, Hawkins and that's it. And maybe whatever they're doing in Russia. Well... <laughs> I think they're trying to. I think in Russia, they're still trying to just harness the power of it. Of the monsters, like it's, yeah. Like because because the there's there's no there's no gateway at the Russian prison. They just have one of the monsters that we like know a, or of, or a couple of the monsters that we know of. Yeah. So they've got. I think they like capture the monsters and they're like trying to study it. Okay, um, so you don't think they opened their own portal? You think that no, they I, I don't ship so. them back? To because Russia. remember, yeah, from last season. If you remember, once the mall got destroyed, like the Russians abandoned their base. Like, yes, it got destroyed, but like there were a bunch of Russians who survived. Like, and and that's how they would have gotten um, uh, Hopkins, right? Because he was or Hopper, sorry, Hopper, Hopper, because he was he was hurt and perceived dead. But they they captured him and whatever monsters they'd already pulled through the the crack because that thing is sealed. So I I think the Russians just took. Hopper and got these it. monsters got out of there and we're like, okay, well we can probably learn a lot by studying the behavior and stuff of these creatures. Yeah, they don't even they're not even concerned with the upside down. They just No, I think they, they want like the, the power. Like they the want monsters. the weapon. Yeah, they want yeah. to weaponize these monsters, which isn't going very well for them. But no. it's uh <laughs> you know that I don't think I don't think they've they've done anything else to actually open up another portal. I think that's why they had to be in Hawkins in the first place. So let's switch gears a little bit, Mike, because I'm dying to know your impressions of the Russian plot line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that yeah. yeah said it all. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I started to to like the California stuff better, and I didn't mind the hopping back and forth between the the two groups. Um, but I really felt every time we went to Russia and went to the prison that I just wanted to go back. Like it just, it's just not, it's just not doing it for me. It It, was fine. It was fine. fine. It's fine. 
And at the beginning, I didn't mind it so much because I'm like, oh, that, that, you know, he's in this prison. That makes sense. Okay, and, and now I understand what he's doing here. I do find the fact that they've captured all these monsters interesting. I liked that one of the guards kind of became his friend and was trying to help him escape. And like all that stuff is fine. But it just, to me, slowed things down when there's these chases coming. Like, so for example, one of the things I wanted to bring up about episode five, because I think of the final three episodes, the first one of this group that we didn't talk about last time was my least favorite because of how slow it was. Whereas chapter six and seven, like the dive um, and the massacre at Hawkins' lab are two of my favorite episodes of, of this series. So I really felt that what slowed down chapter five was, okay, we're learning about L's backstory a little bit more it's a little repetitive but we keep going back to this thing i felt the same thing about the russian plotline is we've got all these chasings happening max just went through something crazy what's going to happen with these bullies chasing after um uh, chasing after that guy um when when is like vector going to strike again like what who's next like if he couldn't get max like who because you know he still had one of the basketball players that was like connected to him so when's he going to strike next all of that stuff I wanted them to get to, and they kept going back to Russia. <laughs> it was just I, I wasn't. If it wasn't for that one guy, um, Murray, uh, Murray, he was great. I he was fantastic, and is literally the only thing keeping that plot line up for me because I the would, actor's so good. I would watch a spinoff, so, a spinoff oh, of like of him. Murray's yes. mysteries <laughs> <laughs> of him trying to like solve puzzles and mysteries. And you think such Ronnie? a ridiculous. Such a ridiculous character, played so well. Like that actor's been in a I lot of TV him. where he plays these kind of types of off the wall characters. It's the best example of it in this series. So he's my favorite part of that. But I just, I just felt it slowed things down. Like I'm kind of done with with the Russian plotline. I feel like it kind of wrapped itself up in season three. It made sense to me why they were there. I understood what was going on. It makes sense because of the Cold War. And again, this is the Soviet Union. Don't forget, like this isn't just. It's the sort of whole Soviet Union, because this is back in the 80s. So it's before the fall of the Soviet Union. So it's interesting. It was, but now I feel like they should have moved on from it. Like, I think they wrote themselves into a corner because they've got to do something with all these adults. And they don't know what to do with them. And yeah, the the reality is, like, the adults aren't really why people are watching the show. So no. here, like, this is my... Um, I'm with you. Like, I think the 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 prison plot line is kind of dragging the show down a lot, even though Murray is fantastic. And I would, any scene he's in is like, yeah, worth watching. he's great. But, he's great. um, so here's the thing, right? If the Russians are only concerned with the monsters and not the actual upside down, who yeah. cares? Exactly. Like, where is this plot line going? You know what Nowhere. I mean? Like, That's the thing. Okay. You were right about something though, Taylor, because you told me, um, that your theory, at least for the rest of this season, and so far you've been correct, is that they're going to be in Russia the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe this will be in a couple episodes and we'll get them back and then they'll be back trying to solve the mystery. But so far, you've been correct. They've just been stuck in Russia. And I agree with you. Like, where is this going? And I have a fear that it's going nowhere. Unless it's the like monsters a- have something to do with it, they, they like the overall plot, which they don't seem to. It's it is like nowhere. a, it is kind of like a separate, like the whole thing is trying to get um, Hopper back, but like, that's fine. I mean, number one, I don't think they should have brought him back. I think they should have let him die. Um, Cause like, 
plot twist you can let characters die and it, it's okay if it mm-hmm. works for the plot so like yeah. i don't think they necessarily needed to bring him back um but they did so i think like i had said originally um what they should have done is they shouldn't have done this psych out like you know when like he was about to be saved and then he got recaptured right. he should have just been saved and then he could have they would have been back en route to california and then, you know, the second half is them, you know, like, it's just like, it's stalling. Like, why are you taking all this time to bring the adults back to America? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense I think because they want to bring everyone together kind of at the end, whether it's at the end of the season or what have you. But yeah, to me, it, it was, it's too much. Like, you could also, because they would have to travel back. So you could have a couple episodes ago, or even if it was right now because what, what are we at episode the instead of doing the fake out which i think happened in what episode six or seven you could have had them escape and then they just don't have to be in an episode or two because they're traveling yeah like, that's you don't fine have too. to have them in every episode like you could be okay episode seven they escape and then episode eight they're not in and then episode nine they're back because they're traveling and time has to pass before they could get back into town you know I think what I mean? Like, that would have been okay. It's probably one of these cases where the writers don't... And it might not be, like, the, the the brothers who are producing the series or whatever, but, like, the writers themselves, the people who are in the writing room, they just don't quite understand what it is about the series that people really like. like Why is that the case with everyone? Because I, <laughs> again, I agree with you, but we say this every single time we do a, a movie or a series that's the continuation of something else why is it that no one seems to understand what people like about something it's like the writers don't watch tv or <laughs> you know what i, mean? I know like, a lot of i know a lot of people in hollywood have stopped doing that like people just, i don't know people are <laughs> people are very sensitive about like the media and stuff that type of stuff would never bother me like never I know it's like to, to different degrees, but when I was younger, people talking about things that you're doing or people talking about you would bother me. But now it's just, it's the least of my concern. I would want to know what people are saying for these reasons. Like I would be checking Taylor, just like even IMDB scores and critic ratings and Rotten Tomatoes. I'd be checking it to see, oh, what are people saying? But fans who actually like this, what do they like about it? Mike, And trying to figure that out. To me, it's a bigger issue. It's like as if the writers of movies and TVs just not even like their own stuff. It's like they just don't go to the movies. They you know what I mean? Are, like, it's like, you mean they're not like engaging at all? Yeah, like in, they're just like, they the, don't know what makes like a good TV show. <laughs> you know and, what I mean? And it like, just seems to be so true because I've seen five or six titles. I don't click on them, but you know how you see article think pieces about yeah. things? And because we're we're movie fans, I'm sure your your internet search is filled with this stuff. Like you get ads because like, oh, you like movies, so I'm going to show you this, this, and this. And all of them have been like, why can't they make a good Jurassic Park movie anymore? Yeah. What went wrong? And I'm like, I don't even think you need a 10-minute video to explain. It's just a poorly written, poorly put together mess. Like it doesn't, it, it, I don't see why you have to have think pieces. To me, it's not rocket science as to why these things are failing. And it's so clear what people like about it. And it, and with Stranger Things, people like the kids and right? the upside down yeah. and L and the, the and, and, and the relationships, the Goonie the, feed. The Goonie yes. element. There's no yes, adults in Goonie in Goonies. And the adults that are in Goonies are bad guys or incompetent. 
It's about the kids. <laughs> it's true. No, it's it's absolutely you are one hundred percent correct. It's true. Um, I I specifically think that people just seem to get it wrong. And Stranger Things, like I think it made sense. I the first season you have you know you have the parent, you have the going to the chief of police, the sheriff of the town. I kind of like that dynamic. The adults and the kids, and adults kind of never kind of respecting what kids do. But I just think after the first couple of seasons, Renona, they've been just, they, they want Renona Ryder and David Harbour in it so much that they just write themselves into corners. Yeah. Um, where not, I don't think you need them as much. They're not bad actors. No, and, and they're doing a great job. Like, yeah, they're not, doing- I don't have a problem with them, but they're not giving they're, them anything to do. That's, <laughs> right? that's like, the problem. That's the problem. They're under- utilizing them so it would be better it would be better just for them to take a couple scenes off Um, yeah why can't why can't they have had this plot line but have the adults go hey we get a little bit of murray again that's fun we get we get to see kind of what everyone's doing they go and rescue hopper and then they're, they're just traveling back and where they're gone for a couple episodes like i don't see why that couldn't have happened because these writers have never seen tv apparently never or seen watch, tv and they, TV. they it's also probably financially like are they're committed to writing in for for like renona riders i guess because of their oh we got to write in a certain amount yeah. of scenes yeah yeah to get to get make it worth it you know <laughs> you know what i mean like you could it could be like that as well but i just ah oh, i tell yeah. you i these things just slow the show down and even though i kind of i did agree with you that i thought the stuff in California at the beginning was slow, but I thought in the latter half of the show, it, it started to pick up a bit. We got a little bit more like, you know, them being on the run, I think was helpful. Um, and learning a little bit about, I, I didn't mind learning as we went along, what was going on with L. just, I thought it was slow at the beginning, but the most exciting stuff is happening in Hawkins. 100%. Like, there's no question. 100%. It's, it's the reason why, you keep watching like you just want to kind of get back to it. it's the a team the a teams in hawkins the b teams yes. in california and the c teams in russia yeah, but, exactly um, <laughs> uh i um i definitely loved like speaking of the goonies and like 80s like kids movie like you know kid dynamics kind of stuff it even kind of had a home alone feeling to it i loved mm-hmm. the scenes um in dustin girl dustin's girlfriend's house in i think utah um, which I think are in the later later episodes. I don't. Yes, think and in the first and that's half. the B team getting some legs. Yeah, back. like, like that doing was, something that was good. Yeah, that was fantastic, especially when they they finally orchestrate like how to essentially like get the dad like out of the way so they can use yes. the computer or whatever. Like yeah. that was amazing. Even like the editing, like everything about that scene was so great. I I loved it. It was Chef's kiss. But um, but that but then it's like once that's over, I'm like, okay, let's go back to Hawkins. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. let's go see mm-hmm. what what Dustin's doing. Let's go see what Steve's doing. Um, two more things that I want to that are on top of my mind. So hopefully we'll get to it. Um, number one, uh, I you know are they the question is looming? Are they going to start killing off characters? Mm-hmm. that's a mm-hmm. huge question and i'm gonna put it out here let's kill off mike 
He is doing yeah. nothing this I mean, season. I don't. I know he's doing nothing. I just don't think narratively they're going to go after Mike. Like, I know. Like, okay. I to answer your first question again. This is this is getting into deep fan theory, everybody. Yeah. So so don't come at us if we're people are like deconstructing the promos. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think narratively with this being kind of the big boss, if you want them this guy to make kind of a big impact go away and if your plan of kind of almost being like it where it comes years later and comes back and that's kind of like a cool way to end the series i think in order for him to make a huge impact he's gonna have to kill a main character like i know he's brutally murdered a bunch of kids and i get that but they are like nobody's they were introduced narratively narratively and not that they weren't like i thought like the the cheerleader was really interesting i wish we had more of her story because she was very interesting and the little like assistant nerdy assistant um they made them interesting and care about us for a few minutes and then and like they did a good job it's just if you really want a villain to feel impact a main character is gonna have to go so yes to answer your question i do think someone will not make it through the next two episodes i'm less convinced who it is now though because i had a theory until i watched the you know episode seven or, or six or seven like once we got the final episodes i had a theory who it was going to be but now i don't know here's what they could do they could set it up it seems like vecna has died maybe vecna has but in the course of that one of the kids gets sucked into the upside down so you know what i was talking about one of the kids takes Vec- vecna's place so yeah. season four ends it's and this would be very like buffy you know <laughs> Oh, the character is dead. Psych. No, they come back in the second episode of season five. But um, like it's either L or Will, you know, mm-hmm. they come back from quote unquote the grave. They're not actually dead. They were just in the upside down. They could yeah. certainly do that. I think um, Millie Bobby Brown or whatever her name is. <laughs> MBB. L. 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 Yeah. I think she's too big of a star now. For them to write her, like, to kill her off entirely and not bring her back. Yeah, she might not make it to the end of the series, but I don't think she's done this season. Like, I think she'll, for sure, I agree with you. She's too big of a star. She'll be in the last season. I don't know if she makes, I'm not convinced she makes it through, though, but she could. Like, again, it is kind of her story for the most part. So, again, narratively, it would make sense for her to kind of live happily ever after in the, in the end and like go on and live a relatively normal life. Um, if it, So because we are talking specifically five, six, and seven, and we are spoiling it, I was convinced that that they were going to kill Steve. Um, I know. I, I think I was convinced gonna, he was going to. I think I don't. I think you think they, think they are be. still? Well, there's a, so again, I, I don't know what. I don't what, think so. <laughs> I, well, there's some promo going hmm. around the internet right now. And it's a still, so I haven't, I haven't actually seen this promo as far as I know, but I've seen the stills from it. And it's, uh, uh, Robin says to Steve, I really don't think we're going to be okay this time. And then mm-hmm. it's like a zoom up of Steve's face. Yeah. But again, that could just be the, I think a red herring. Yes. I think, so this is what I think, just because of the structure of when you tell a story, when you have a character go through something and it looks like they're going to die and they don't. Those weird bird which, things. Yeah, which happened to Steve. Usually it means that character's safe. 
because the reason why I thought they were going to kill Steve was because Max just got away. So right. I thought they were going to do the thing where, oh, Max is in danger. Max is in danger. We're going to kill Max. Oh, no, Max is fine. We're going to kill Steve. Like the quick switch to right. someone else is in danger and, and actually dies to kind of like fool you, lull you into a, a sense of security and then trick you. I think they might still be doing that but now i'm convinced it's not steve because it would be weird and i don't think a good writing choice to bring a character on the brink of death snatch them away from it and then kill them so i i think he's safe actually i think it's gonna be do you think it's gonna be nancy i do that's my theory right now because she's the one being targeted next and i think that they you know when you look at the series as a whole and the reason why they separated the episodes is because the last two episodes are going to have that kind of epic movie feel to them. We know they're going to be longer. They're going to have that feel to it. I think we were, again, lulled into a sense of Steve and Max are in danger. But then, oh, at the last minute they escape. And now we've had all this time of, oh, they're both fine. Everyone got away and everyone's safe. And then they're going to kill someone. And right now, Nancy, I think, is the target. Um, and that that would be my theory, that, that she will be killed in the final two episodes of the season. I don't, uh, and it, with the romantic tension between her and Steve, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Like they'll, yeah. they'll reconcile and then, and then, die. and then she'll die. Just like um, Bob, <laughs> just like, yeah. right. Like just, that's what happened to uh, Sean Astin's character. Yeah. Right. Like he was an amazing character, had great moments, had this great relationship um, with Will's mom. And then he, he gets killed. Like, I, I just think, Steve, they wanted us to think he was going to be killed, but the fact that he wasn't makes me think, well, they're probably not going to then put him in danger again. Like, it, it just usually doesn't happen that way. It's kind of a safe uh, a safe move um, because at least for, like, my with my engagement with the show and what I'm seeing kind of in fandom stuff on the internet... Steve, without a doubt, is a fan favorite. Like, oh, there were people saying it, I They were saying, if Steve's dead, I walk. From right, the show. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, wow. <laughs> I have not seen the same response to Nancy. No. So from and a, think, you know, yeah. the safe move would be, Nancy's a really important character, but fans haven't responded to her the same way they have to Steve. So you won't have people leaving the show if Nancy no. dies. And I will say that looking at this show, like the the characters that I think are at the most risk are at the most risk because they're either the most connected to the Upside Down or they're strong, stabling, connecting characters who if you kill, it will have a huge impact on the group. Like Nancy's death will impact and affect everyone. Like think of it this way. Look at how much they went out of the way to connect her to more people this season. Like even her and Robin. Yeah. Are like forming a friendship and a connection, right? In there, and she's she's connect a connective thread, and she's such a stable, strong character that going at like killing off that type of character is would send a ripple, I think, through 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 the group and would would be damaging. Would but again, wouldn't lose you too many fans because yes, I think Steve is such a fan favorite um, that I don't think they would do that. Now again, it, it's possible. They get through the next two episodes and nobody dies. I just think they're setting it up from the way it is that that someone that people are in danger, someone's in danger. And this episode, this season has felt more high risk than any For of sure. the others. So I could just see it happen. 
Yeah, that's a, another possibility is that they saved the deaths for season five, right? Like, it's true. Yeah, they could because uh, they'll time jump and it's the final season. They want to wrap things up so they'll have some characters get killed. Then. That I could see that too. Yeah, I just I don't know. And I could see it. Being I don't know a, if you've had this feeling, Taylor, but it feels risky. Every episode has felt like oh, they're actually in danger. Like that's I thought, how it felt. I thought Steve was gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, well, he got he got bit by a bunch of weird monster Bad birds like i thought he was birds. in trouble i thought i i did think he was gonna die there and um the fact that nancy is by herself right now um mm-hmm. uh, makes me nervous but again i saw a promo where it looks like all the kids are suited up including nancy um to go do battle in the upside down so at some point they've gotten her out. I don't know. This is the only problem with promos is that you're getting scenes out of context. You don't so know what the context you is. Have no so you idea. can guess, but you might be completely. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. She does <laughs> or, have a gun I mean, in one of the scenes, so I they don't know. um they're so good with like CGI and trickery now. Like that's Avengers Endgame. The entire trailer that they cut and put out wasn't even really in the movie. Well, like they cut it in such a way and added stuff in that like there were so many things about character death or about things that happened that you couldn't predict because they cut it together and they kind of tricked you. So I would it wouldn't put it past them to be like, okay, we're just gonna CGI Nancy in this scene in this trailer. Like I wouldn't put it past them. Um, with that being said, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that she gets rescued from the upside down and then dies later later i don't i don't think yeah i don't think she necessarily has to die while she's in there now um but i definitely think the fact that she was specifically targeted near the end of this last episode is making me think like hmm like he's he just lost max i don't know if they're gonna have him have another kid slip through his fingers like i really don't know if they are so um, shifting gears a little bit, I want to mention the second thing that I want to discuss before the end of the episode. Um, speaking of storylines that aren't really necessary, the jock. I hate him. Oh, okay, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like I understand. So again, like, um, there. You know, it's an '80s nostalgia fest with the show. I get it, right. and you can't talk about the '80s without the Satanic Panic. And I love Satanic Panic content, whether it's a, a real life documentary or a fictional story in the context of the Satanic Panic. Whatever, I am here for it. I love it. But that jock, whatever his name is, I don't know, the blonde haired guy, boyfriend to the girl that dies, <laughs> the cheerleader. He is so horrible like what like and he is not even a real person no horrible is because because at least when the adults like at that town hall meeting when the adults reacted especially with all the things that have happened in our world the past two years i sat there and thought okay that's accurate like that's how a bunch of adults would behave that's how mob mentality works like that makes sense but he doesn't make sense with his anger with his complete and total like um, hunting someone down, like even in terms of bullies and stuff, that's not how individuals generally think. Like it's usually you get caught up in a mob or as you're an adult, things like that happens. But in terms of like the bullies, the the bully, the girl bully in California makes more sense now right? than he does where yeah. she's just being mean and vicious and vindictive for like whatever he's doesn't make. And he's like, why is he so 
viciously trying to get down. The, and I, I understand what you're saying, the whole like satanic panic and that thing in the eighties. And like, maybe he's just brought up in that certain way. But again, it just, even it seems like his compadres, like the, the dudes around him are all like, what is wrong with this guy? Like they're, right? they're kind of following him, but they're not, you can even tell, like they're all kind of like, Hmm, he's a bit, the way the way the character is written and the way the character is acted because I think I think it's a little bit of both, right? I think it does not match exactly what you said, like in the context of that scene where he's in the town hall or the church or whatever, and the adults react how you would think they were reacting. Um, he just doesn't match the no, rest of the no. performance. He's larger than life. Like everyone else is kind of grounded in reality like that's what's cool about this show is it's a fantasy show but the way people react especially the kids are how real humans behave like it just it makes yeah, sense i don't he's buy, the only non-human <laughs> i don't buy that this like 18 year old is like a and like i know religious fanatics exist but like, first of all, this is the first time to my knowledge that Hawkins is being portrayed as like a very conservative religious town. That has um, never, to, I don't re- remember religion, that. Yes. I mean, it, it was, they did talk about its conservativeness a bit at the beginning. And, and you could see within the, especially within like Mike's dad and like the parents. Right. You could see I some guess. level of conservativeness. But, but not this right. like, reli- this level no. of like religion. This level of religion? No. Which no. again, like, I, we've never seen this. As someone who's like very interested in the satanic panic, um, I know that religion played like a huge factor into it. But like all of a sudden they're introducing like uber religious characters when like yeah. no one else in the town has ever kind of brought this up as an issue. And, it did um, feel shoehorned in. Right? Like suddenly these people are here. Yeah. He's an yeah. evangelical like, Christian who <laughs> thinks that the devil is real. Like, I don't know. It just seems like it seems out of place. And um, the way he's performed, like the way the actor is acting, it feels mm-hmm. like I'm watching like Riverdale or Sabrina, which is like for sure fine yeah. in the I, context I totally of those shows. Yeah. He, this he's is- more melodramatic. He's yes. more, like, it seems like, yeah, like a CW type villain or jock guy where he just to me feels so out of place and i like the things i can understand from the perspective of he's seen some horrible things so his mind is trying to justify it and explain it the best that it can and he goes and he gets obsessed and he goes i get it but he just seems larger than life like it would not remotely surprise me if you find out at the end that he's also some sort of being from the upside down like i would be like oh that explains why he's great but he's not he's just a kid he's just a kid and so i think it's i think the problem again i think it's maybe well it could be a combination of casting directing and writing that like he just feels so out of place they needed a foil they needed someone to chase after um and and like hunt down wrongly um uh eddie Right? Like they had yeah. to have someone yeah. do that. So, okay, fine. But they basically, like, it's kind of like they, they had to replace Billy. Like they had yeah. Billy who could always be that kind of like, kind of mad, angry, violent, who ends up getting connected to the upside down. But like Billy made more sense because one, he had such a tortured past. He was kind of a jerk to begin with. And then when the upside down got a hold of him, it like even, it made things worse and amplified things. They're trying to replace Billy with this guy who, again, it's funny. 
when we don't remember people's names, it's a bad part sign. of me is like, yeah, that's a bad sign. Like that's bad writing. You, like I don't, if I can pull Eddie's name, remembering, oh yeah, Eddie, like he's the new, he's the new character. He's had more of an impact to me than this random blonde jock guy who just seems like kind of generic, but also over the top and not how a bully even a kid like that age generally would behave. Like it takes it out of the realm of everyone else to me always behaves exactly like I think they would, which is what made this show feel so real. And he's just, I don't know what, I don't know what's You're exactly, wrong Mike, your descript- description of him as like, he belongs in a CW show. That is yeah. spot on. Like <laughs> he just like, he, it was like he stumbled on to the Netflix set. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, like, yeah, okay, we'll keep him. <laughs> he's good looking enough. Why not? Like, <laughs> Throw him in there. Throw him in there. He thought he was in Sabrina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. If you look at him, even like in, in his costuming. Oh, the yeah. He looks, and he looks like he's out of one of those shows. 100%. Like I, like I, I've seen only a little bit of Sabrina and I haven't really seen Riverdale, but chunks of it. But again, if you would show me a picture and said, oh, this is this dude from like Riverdale from Sabrina, I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Like that fits with what they're doing over there. So I hope he dies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Start... Oh, he's not long for this world. There's no <laughs> way they're going to keep him around. Like, there's no way. Even if, he's, yeah, he's going I down. just, uh, I, you know, he's definitely not going to be in the next season. Or but... Steve should beat him up because that's always the joke that Steve has, has only ever won the one fight. Right. When he fought, Remember when he finally knocked out a Russian? <laughs> and they were like, Steve, you want to fight? You got like, one. Dustin said that to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think Steve should beat him up. Because I think Steve could could handle that kid. Yeah, or Eddie, just because of you know karmic justice. I guess Eddie because of karma. Yeah, but I don't like. That's the thing about Eddie, is they've done a really good job with his character. Yes, he's a bit off the wall. He's a bit goofy, but he's not like a violent or or even like remote. Like he doesn't mean anyone any harm. Everyone's like gone it. to school with an Eddie. Yeah, like not like everyone not, has gone to school with the CW job. No, no. <laughs> no, like Eddie just seems like, yeah, he's off the wall. He's a little weird. He's obsessed with Dungeons he's and Dragons. He's the metalhead. Like yeah, he's the metalhead guy that, but that means you absolutely no harm. Yeah. Like Eddie is not going to hurt anybody. And you, I think you see that vulnerability while he's on the run. And you kind of see that. Um, and I mean, it was interesting. I When they were all in the boat... This is one of the things I want to talk about. When Steve jumps in the lake to go down there, gets sucked into the upside down, I was pretty sure that Robin um, and and Nancy were going to follow. But I was convinced, like, why, why would Eddie jump in? There? Like, what, what's? Why would he care? He barely knows this group. But then he did, and I thought, okay, that's telling us something about Eddie. Where he sees but doesn't he give a funny? People. He gives a funny excuse like, "Well, I couldn't be the only one not." To I couldn't go be down. the only one not to go down. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, I couldn't be the only one not to go down. Yeah, uh, because he was left up there and just thought, "Well," and but I guess I, that shows me something about Eddie. Yeah, where he might have been passing it off a bit, but again, you didn't have to go down. That is brave. And even if you're like, yeah, even if you're just like, "Ugh, I can't be the only one," you're still risking your life. So. Yeah, I thought that that was that was kind of interesting and, and pretty cool. But but I think you're right. I don't think that jock, unnamed blonde jock dude, belongs in this show, and he's really out of place. So I I concur on that one. Yeah, he, of the new characters, he's the one where I'm just like I, I have zero interest. It's like the cringe. ones they killed were way more interesting than he was. 
it's just cringe. Like, oh. What they should have done was still having this chase. Like, it would have been episode five or six where you could have done it. But have this jock guy be a victim. Like, have him die. Because you could have still had him be chasing and telling people it's Eddie. But then him dying in the Eddie chase as opposed to just another one of his teammates dying in the Eddie chase, I think would have then turned the town against Eddie and been like, right. oh, this See, guy has been think, saying it all along. I think no. it would have made more sense in a, in the context of an 80s movie or TV show. It should have been, um, I want to say the cheerleader's name is Stacy, but that might be the bully. But um, It certainly rings a bell. Yeah. Stacy rings a bell. Um, but, you know, in the context of the satanic panic, um, it shouldn't be the boyfriend jock. It should be, like, the dad. Yeah. And, like, the adults in town now think, which is, like, the 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 jock gets the, the parents there. You know, now, yes. you know, all yes. of the adults have pitchforks or whatever. But, yeah, like, from the beginning, yeah. it should have mm-hmm. been because apparently, like, her family was religious, right? So, like, again, it makes sense that the uber-conservative religious dad um and like not even seeing the crimes happen because i know you said like oh you know they've set it up so that he sees the things happen and so now his brain is trying to explain it but the whole thing about the satanic panic is that no one saw anything no no and that's (laughs) uh, that's that's actually where when he started to see things in front of him i did think the bully was going to take a turn no he just doubled down Yeah, he just doubled down, and I just I wasn't expecting that. I, I and that's where I thought, okay, the, and then the parents and family's gonna go crazy. They'll have pitchforks, and then he'll be telling like, no, no, like you don't understand. Yeah. I saw something that it's real. Sense. No, he yeah. just he just completely was like, never mind. No, it's still Eddie. Like I I don't care what I saw. It's still this, and I just think it would have made more sense, and I would have been happier. Kill him off, and then the the you know the town can take the charge, which I did like. I liked how we kind of were left at. Here's this whole town of adults who kind of are behind the scenes in the show. And now they're getting like riled up of all this stuff happening. They believe that this Eddie guy is responsible for it. And now they're all kind of in the hunt as well. Um, that that was kind of an interesting way uh, to leave things there. And I really I really liked the the communication between the, those stuck in the upside down and Dustin back at the house. trying to communicate like that was that was like a really cool moment and that's one of the things i loved about the show is them communicating through light and trying to figure it out and all that stuff um we only have a few minutes left uh so we have a couple things housekeeping things we want to go through but just just in in a few minutes taylor give me a couple things that you're expecting and you're looking forward to for chapters eight and nine like what, what are you looking forward to and what are you kind of expecting to happen so I'm looking forward to definitely the upside down action with the Hawkins A team. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to use Eddie. Cause he is like, just like Murray has been super great this whole season. Eddie in terms of mm-hmm. the new, I I know Murray's not new, but Eddie in terms of the new characters, I think he's fantastic. So I'm really looking tor- forward to that dynamic. Um, and we know like from the promos and the setups, like something big obviously is going to happen in the upside down. Um, what I'm nervous about, and I've said this all along, um, it, it, it's always my concern with ensemble cast is we now have two episodes. 
granted each episode is like two hours plus but the the question is how are they going to bring the action all back to hawkins right yeah it's going to be pretty whatever it's going to be it's going to be pretty (laughs) lame if l has a fight in the californian desert you know what i mean yeah like it that to me will be lunch bag let down if you know they're training her to be the ultimate weapon yada 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 and she doesn't make it back to hawkins at the end of this season like what which is like that's always my fear with ensembles they the writers don't know they spend so much time pushing the stories out they don't know how to bring them back together so um yeah though that's my expect my i guess my expectations happy to see what happens in hawkins very nervous to see how they're gonna tie things up but they yeah, got a lot I, of time to do it they do yeah i mean i am looking forward to them being longer episodes like i know we've talked about timing and stuff on the show a lot in long movies but this is one of the exceptions where i'm i'm totally happy to watch longer episodes so i am actually kind of looking forward to them having more time in two episodes because if there were only two episodes left and there were only an hour i don't know how they would have done it i don't know how they do it yeah so the fact that they're longer they're going to feel more epic i'm really excited for that um i'm expecting a big showdown in in hawkins i don't expect i expect the california people to have to end up back there at some point in time i'm expecting everyone to come together there um so those that's what i think is going to happen and i do think someone is is going to unfortunately die because i do think that'll happen now if it doesn't happen then i think they've probably shifted that thing to coming back uh, in the next season. Definitely. So I am kind of, the fact there's a time skip, that's going to be interesting. I'm kind of looking forward to that as well. I think so, it's yeah, going to be a, a, an it scenario, false sense of security. Like, yes. Yay. Yep. We defeated yeah. the big, big bad. And then it's like psych episode, like end hey, of episode that, one. <laughs> that fits in the themes of the show. That fits yeah. in the timeline with the eighties. It was genre for, me for sure. Yeah. yeah. It totally works. Um, so there you go. That that's our recap on everything that has happened so far in Stranger Things for uh, season four wraps up this weekend, July 1st, the two episodes come to Netflix. So next week we will talk about the final two episodes with full spoilers. Um, that's what's going to happen next week. Just because we're huge Stranger Things fans, we're going to keep this going. So there you go. It's our um, show. We can do whatever we want. Like, we can do whatever we want. Um, and hey, we know our fans like Stranger Things. It's true. So we, we do what you want. Um, speaking of stuff for our fans, um, we just want to take time to quickly announce our next movie club Woo-hoo. is coming up. Uh, we kind of teased this uh, a few months ago that we were going to come back to the movie and book club theme. But this time, pick a different movie pick a different book to kind of go death on the nile was the last one so we're going to do it again this summer and this time the one we're going to do is where the crawdads sing so that's the movie slash book uh it was a new york times bestseller um it's going to be opening in theaters sometime near the end of july i've, I've actually seen two taylor release dates i've seen oh. july 15th and I've seen July 22nd. So I don't know which one, <laughs> but it's going to, and both say Canada. So Uh-oh. I'm confused. Um, so it's going to open either in the middle of July or near the end. But just so everyone knows, we're going to kind of give everyone a month like we did last time. That's why we're announcing it now. So you can find the book where the crawdads sing. You can go see the movie. And then chances are early August, that type of timeline, we'll start chatting uh, about the movie. And, and uh, we're going to bring your friend back on the show. Who's going to join us? Friend um, of Taylor, friend, friend of, of the Taylor, show, Katie. Friend of show. Friend of Taylor, friend of show. Um, so Katie will return to talk about it. And we'll do the same thing we did last time. 
general impressions of the film, general impressions of the book, comparing the two. So if you want to sign up for our movie club, go to screeningandkingston.com slash movie club. You'll see all the information there. We do have the form to fill out for once you've read the book and to see it, but there's also a sign up form at the bottom where you can also suggest what we what you want us to do next time. But just do, you know, sign up if, if you're going to do it. So one, we can keep track of how many people are going to join us for this, but also if you want questions, reminders, email to you, things like that, um, we'll make sure to connect with you. So go to screeningandkingston.com slash movie club and join us for that. You've got about a month to find the book, uh, read it, and uh, and re- see the movie. Um, I've, I've seen a trailer for this, but I know almost nothing about this book and movie, so I'm excited to dive into it. Yeah, me too. Um, cool. So, that's... <laughs> that's it? In yeah, the- that's it. We're pretty, <laughs> we're pretty, much, pretty much at the end of the episode, yes. So, <laughs> in the it. meantime, go watch some Stranger Things. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.